0: Hey everybody, welcome. This is Savor on Jefferson Public Radio. We are a part of the Jefferson Exchange. I always like to introduce you to the people who bring food to your table, and we also like to talk a little bit about what's in season. A little departure for today, I'm super, super excited to have Sheila Foster, she's the Executive Director of the Demeter Alliance, and Nate Wall, who is the winemaker at Troon. And we are going to talk a little about what is biodynamics. Hi, Sheila. Hi. <laughs> it's good to see you.
1: Good to see you.
0: So tell me a little bit about Demeter.
1: Yeah, so it's officially the Biodynamic Demeter Alliance. So it is the merger of two organizations That's uh, the Biodynamic Association started in the 1930s and has been putting out a journal every year for all that time uh, to help biodynamic farmers. And then uh, Demeter was established around the 1980s as a certifying agency. And so over the last few years, there was a recognition that we're really, biodynamics is really needed in the United States and in the world, particularly as a response to climate change. And so there was an effort on the part of the entire biodynamic community to look at what would really help bring that forward. And one was to merge these two very well-established organizations together into one to serve as a conduit for the. There's probably 30 or more organizations throughout the United States that are biodynamic organizations. And so we're kind of serving as a a support group, a catalyst, what have you, to help bring biodynamics forward.
0: And is this just an American alliance or is this worldwide?
1: So the Biodynamic Demeter Alliance is based here in the United States, but internationally there's the Biodynamic uh, International uh, Federation. So that's Biodynamic Federation for the whole world. So BFDI, Biodynamic Federation, Demeter International.
0: Right. And you, you know, I, I, I've known you in in several incantations from the past, and I love that you're building on your love and knowledge of farming. Tell me a little bit about why you were drawn to this organization.
1: Well, I came in some ways to biodynamic specifically through the Waldorf schools. Okay. So um, my daughter went to the Siskiyou School. I was introduced to Waldorf schools ages ago. Um, and was really impressed with the way in which they cultivate the uniqueness of children. And biodynamic agriculture basically takes a lot of that same philosophy and applies it to the farm. And I am at a place in my life, and I have a daughter, and I want to see a planet that my daughter can enjoy. And so climate change was really becoming a huge issue for me personally, and I wanted to do something. And... The opportunity to lead this organization came along, and I really feel like it is one of the primary solutions to combating climate change and a lot of the social and environmental challenges that we see in front of us. We really, as, an, as a nation, as a humanity, we need to shift our paradigm. We need to start looking at our world as interconnected, as uh, what happens on one part of the world impacts what happens in another part, and biodynamics brings that that viewpoint.
0: Well I love that I love the whole concept of looking at a property in its wholeness and this sort of like closed loop idea of of having animals and fertilizing the soil and and using that to revitalize not only just taking and harvesting things, but then giving back to create this much more healthy sort of environment. And only as a layperson, I have visited a few um, biodynamic uh, properties in Sonoma County. And, you know, what a comparison, you know, comparing some of the wineries that look like scorched earth and vines, you walk into this sort of very lush sort of Eden-esque with wildflowers and um, animals and bees and everyone sort of cohabitating on the same property.
1: Yeah, that's really foundational to biodynamics, the whole idea of biodiversity being yeah. absolutely critical, and not only biodiversity above the ground but also below the ground. Right. I think that's one of the reasons why the wine industry is so is such a leading edge of so practices.
0: So sort of traditionally it was sort of a farming practice, but, but lately, in the last 20, 40 years, the wine industry has really picked up on it.
1: Yeah, they have. And the whole idea is to create a closed-loop system, right? Yeah. So you have animals, and that's what you're using to create fertility on your farm. And you're, you're supporting biodiversity. You're cultivating this property that is supporting each element is supporting the other. And it's this awareness of that interconnectedness that's really foundational.
0: Yeah, I I love the fact that it's the awareness that it's not just one crop you're dealing with. (laughs) It's this whole sort of micro world that we need to be a little bit more connected to. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) And I
1: think the wine industry, I think the wine industry, one of the reasons, and Nate can talk about this much more, but they have been leading adopters is because that nuance, that importance of what happens in the ground, that all the aspects of vitality, which, you know, quality is a really uh, high trademark of of biodynamics. That's one of the things that biodynamic farmers are always cultivating is how do you create the highest quality? How do you right. create something that's really nutritious? And that's left a lot of our agricultural world. But, you know, f- for the wine industry, it's critical.
0: Well, I also love, I was looking a little bit on the Troon website and uh, about this idea of of championing the flavor and taste of a certain place, which I I I truly love that. Um, it's sort of like regional accents, you know, 100 years ago, that we had all these regional accents, and they brought their own kind of charm and things. And And there were like East Coast apples and West Coast apples, and there's all this. And it, it seems like this country in particular has done such a, I don't know. Not a great job on you know championing the the beauty of all these different regions.
1: Yeah, that's where I think there's a lot of synergy between the slow food movement and yes. biodynamics, and that ability to really highlight what makes a a region a geography unique. In fact, the uh, slow food has just put out a, a wine guide, and it features a number of biodynamic wines and stuff. So yeah, I think okay. my hope is that biodynamics and the Biodynamic Demeter Alliance is going to be working with groups across the United States. And we are working with groups all around the world to, there's a lot of alignment with how indigenous peoples have been treating the earth for thousands of years. I
0: I wanted to say that. It so reminds me of any indigenous people's you know, I don't know if religion is, but their way of being was we are a part of this much larger circle and we're all relying upon all those different parts. That's something I really love about this philosophy. Uh, just a reminder to everybody, this is Saver. We're a part of the Jefferson Exchange. My name's Will Smith. We have Nate Wall from Troon and Sheila Foster, who's the executive director at the Demeter Alliance. So I now, after speaking a little bit about the background, oh, and I did want, if, if a farmer or a winemaker's interested in this application, how do they, how do they find you and in information?
1: Yeah, so if... If somebody is interested in becoming Demeter certified, often what we find is people who are interested need a lead time of several years, but some sure. people already, you have to meet the organic standards to start with. Right. But our website is biodynamicdemeteralliance.org. Great. So just go there and it'll lead you through the website to the right places. And one of the first steps is probably to reach out to It says, are you interested in being certified, and just follow that track, and you'll be in touch with the Demeter staff, and they'll be able to get you the standards, and those are available on our website as well, so you can take a look at those. Super.
0: Great. Thank you. Um, Nate Wall, winemaker at Troon. How are you? Good. How are you? Very good. So tell me. Uh, you've been at the forefront of, of this <laughs> transition at Troon over to biodynamicism. Di- is that a word? Tell me your thoughts on what you're doing there.
2: Yeah. So as Sheila mentioned, it's definitely a process. And I would actually, the, the phrase that you use is biodynamic practice. And okay. so in many ways, it's a it's a continuing um, learning process that really has no end. It's a practice, like a yoga practice, sure. you know, where you continue to evolve your understanding. That is what we started at a Troon Vineyard a little over five years now. And it's just been, you know, an ongoing process of us learning more about our site, uh, learning more about, you know know, what we can do to better integrate with that site, to heal from past practices, right. um, from conventional and, and, and even so-called, you know, sustainable um, farming still has a lot of aspects to it that can degrade the landscape. Sure. Um, and so kind of overcoming that and moving towards all of this integration with additional biodiversity and um, things that we were just talking about, that biodynamics is really some key tenants of biodynamics, you know, and just adding like layers of an onion, just, you know, every year we just keep adding to it and adding to it. Yeah. And you
0: did bring us a gift.
2: I did do that. Yes. What I, do you have for us? Uh, I, I brought our 2020 uh, estate Syrah. And uh, yeah, Syrah is a, is a great Citroen so Vineyard is out in the Applegate Valley and um, Rome varieties in general. Syrah in particular is just a really great match uh, for our climate. We mentioned it earlier, but I think one of the reasons the wine industry has so embraced biodynamics is we do have this concept of terroir, right? Like the taste of place Mm -hmm. and what biodynamics does is it's been seen as like a lens that helps to focus everything that makes a place special like into a wine. Rather unusual probably for almost any agricultural product like we care about really minute differences in that grape, right? People might not care as much about a tomato, although I guess a really good tomato and a pretty conventional one that was maybe not the best example. But like <laughs> you know other crops that, like we just don't go into the minutia, right? Like you do with wine grapes. Sure. And so like these subtle differences make a massive impact um, after fermentation. All the sugar's removed. You know, there's no place to hide. So you really taste all those differences. And that's where biodynamics really shine, is showing you just how different one wine can be from another, um, you know, largely based on farming practices.
0: Are those practices, are they a giant hill you're trying to climb? Or are you sort of in a groove now after a few years that you, you it, it's, you know, part of— everyday life there?
2: Yeah. Well, I think that is why it's a practice. And um, we yeah. had a biodynamic consultant, which helped us get started. His entire concept was don't bite off more than you can chew, like start adding these layers. And when those layers just become second nature, then you add more. And then when that becomes second nature, then you add more. So, so great. when we look back at what we've done over five years, it's it's actually astounding, almost overwhelming, but it was just lots of small steps that just we just continued taking the next step, and it just, you know, we will continue to do that.
0: Well, I have to say that is a beautiful wine. Well, thank you. So I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I wish everybody was here to have a sip with us. Have you been able to compare the wine prior to the adoption of these practices? And, and what are your feelings about what makes this so good?
2: Yeah, so... Again, a kind of unique thing about wine is we get to bottle a vintage. We get to bottle a year, bottle a year, and like almost, I mean, not. I don't want to say like encase it in amber, but like you know, we get to preserve that year for decades. And so yes, uh, we do have wines from before and wines from after, and we've done those tastings, and it's really interesting to see. And we talked about it a little bit before before we went on air, but the that concept of vitality, yeah, that is what just immediately jumps out with biodynamic wine. And even wine from the same place that after the biodynamic conversion, it's just that life force that's just hums through these biodynamic wines. You know, these these wines are alive. Like, you know, we don't uh, we don't use any um, commercial yeasts. We right. don't add anything to our wines. It's literally everything that's coming from the vineyard is all that we're working with in the winery. So we don't filter. We don't find. So these wines are still alive. And and so and you just taste that. You feel it as you try these wines. And um, that that is a difference that we've noticed. Even with the wine, same grapes, same spot, just a couple of years later, big difference.
0: It's, it's so that's like so exciting to me.
1: It is, and it's really fun, which is why, <laughs> you know you bet. to go work. out and 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 be able to you know be at a place that's so beautiful, sure, and then taste a wine that feels so alive. I mean, imagine if we could do this everywhere, if this is what agriculture was. Exactly.
0: Thank you, the both. Sheila Foster from the Demeter Alliance and Nate Wall from Troon. Thank you so much for bringing some wine. I hope you guys got some interesting info and please uh, seek out both their websites, the Troon website and the uh, Demeter Alliance website. I thank everybody. Eat well. This is Will Smith. This is Savor on the Jefferson Exchange.